And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel, he wrote so many songs, some fast, some slow, and some go on too long. All the hits and hidden gems, even the turds, it ends at Z, not A, with your friends Elon and Dave. Everyone and welcome to an exciting episode of Billy Joel A to Z. If you enjoyed our three-part Stranger album wrap-up, you're going to love our five-part series on letter V songs, especially concentrating on Vienna, which everyone except Alan loves. Sorry, wait, let me rephrase that. Vienna, which every 25-year-old girl loves except Alan. In this <laughs> part one, we'll concentrate on the first two sentences of the first verse of the song which are slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. In part two, we'll concentrate on the next two sentences in the first verse. But then if you're so smart, tell me why are you still so afraid, which I guess we just kind of did. But in part three, we'll talk about the mm, and how riveting that is in the song. Now, part four is going to be in three parts. In part A, we're going to talk <laughs> about the first of the three segments of the taxi episode that used the song throughout the show. In part B, is it? this is this is funny, right? This is funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to part four B that that's. <laughs> and if you find this funny, let's get to the rankings. Now, I actually think Vienna is first. Well, I'm going to have to differ with you there. <laughs> you know, what's funny is one of the people commented, oh, what a mensch. He said, my guess is that Alon will choose this as his favorite V song while Dave will put it at the bottom of the list. Was he kidding? He was joking, but okay, because there's so. one B song, Vienna, of course. I thought maybe he had just heard the first song and wasn't sure if there were more. I mean, no, no, this this is a smart guy. Trust me. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say maybe he doesn't know. Maybe maybe he thinks there are V songs. Maybe they leave it to us to know what's next. You know, some people don't look ahead. They don't care. They just yeah, want to like, hear podcasting. Right, like me with the rankings. I don't look ahead, or you with any song that we haven't <laughs> recorded yet. You won't even listen to it. Well, let me tell you something, Alan. As we look ahead to the W's, I'm just going to tell you, there are eight W songs. I have not heard six of them. That can't even be true. I swear to God, it's true. I have not heard them. I don't. I've never heard of them. Okay. So give us a little preview. Like which of the songs that you actually know in the W's? Oh, that I actually know. Yeah. Okay. There's one. Okay. I've never heard this one called We Didn't Start the Fire. I don't know what that is. That would be really fun. Yeah, it's definitely Um, not a song that you've mentioned every episode for the last 184 uh, episodes. Right. I heard that one and Where's the Orchestra and nothing in between. 
And quite frankly, I'm not even sure how Where's the Orchestra goes anymore because I haven't heard it in years because I don't love it. But I don't want to say that if Paul Lawrence listening because I think that's his favorite Billy Joel song, but I'm not positive. Okay. Uh, There's definitely other ones here that you do know, but you just don't remember that you know them yet. No, 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 I don't. I'll just give you an example that right off the top of my head because I'm not looking at the songs, but I've never heard When in Rome. You, But that's from Stormfront. There's no way you haven't I'm heard I'm telling it. you, I don't know what it is. <laughs> When I listen to it, when we are about to do it, I'll be like, oh, I remember this. But right now, no idea. Okay. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, this is great. I know everybody gets upset by it, but for me, this is fantastic. It's exciting to hear new Billy Joel. Yeah, it's something that you get that no one else gets. That's right. So it's like as if my mind was erased and existence uh, starting from scratch. So I am very, very excited about that. Now, let's talk about the V's for a second. Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about Vienna. Just one thing I had to say about Vienna was that you were mentioning when we were talking about that woman, Grace Vanderwalls, who version is terrific. You said it was great, and I, I listened mm-hmm. to it later. In fact, I think I put it in the, in the yeah, episode. Yeah, you put a little clip there. That was good. Yeah. I think you said they were using an accordion or they were doing, yeah, they were doing the accordion because we were talking about that. A lot of the places don't do the instrumental, which is good because they can't cut it. But that guy was using a Moog synthesizer. He was using an old school Billy Joel thing, which I liked. I Yeah, I said that. I said he it wasn't an accordion, but he used something that was or, like an organ of some sort. So oh, I see. Cool right, sound. right. But it was like, I didn't know it was going to be like the entertainer synthesizer, you know, which is old school billy yeah you give him yeah so i see how you give a little credit for that because he it's like all right well we don't have an accordion but i'll use an old billy joel sound You can get what you want, or you can just get old. That's why it was so good. It wasn't like just I'm gonna rip on my electric guitar for the solo. Yeah, that was surprising, really surprising, and uh, I liked it. And it was also awkward for that girl while she was sitting there, just waiting to continue her song. <laughs> I know it's such a long solo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twelve minutes. Come on, man. Meanwhile, this this is a a very important thing I have to share with you or tell you which I've been waiting to tell you, which you might already know, but I need to apologize. And we mentioned it kind of on the podcast with the girls, with the young ladies, with the doctors, <laughs> the doctors. You know, I, I saw my niece graduate online. I had a show that night, so I couldn't go, you know, that you were on. None of us could go. Mm-hmm. And she graduated from medical school and they bring you up and they it was very exciting and moving. I, I cried a little bit because they're like, for the first time, Dr. Dory Casper, you know, they do all this stuff. Meanwhile, her friend Desi, it was unbelievable. That was the first one to go. The, her and two other people are going into the military and they were sworn in separately. And that was just badass cool. That was insane. They brought up a, a military guy in his uniform and. Do you solemnly swear to, you know, like that kind of stuff? 
it was um, unbelievable. I can't believe we had her on the show. It's just an Air Force dentist. What? You know what's cool is I bet like those dentists are the ones that they bring in if they have to like torture a terrorist and they're yeah, like maybe they bring them in to like pull out the teeth. We don't know? know. We don't know. There there might there's gonna be a whole bunch of secrets she'll never be able to tell us. Yeah. Which is uh makes her badass. She's like Steve Martin in, in Little uh, Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, I was gonna say, right? Uh or Jack Nicholson in the early version. But or was that no, that was Bill Murray who played the guy who doesn't use right. Steve Martin was the dentist, right? Yeah, Sorry. and Bill Murray likes it. Yeah. Right. And Jack Nicholson. Which as a kid, I did not likes. understand the sexual nature of all of that kind of stuff. I was just right. like, this guy's a crazy man. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't watch that movie because you know my dentist didn't use any Novocaine, as I think we might have spoken about on the show. I don't know. So I hate that movie. So you get like PTSD when you see it? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, it was really messed up. There's a whole other story. Anyway, this Desi, she's got to go in for basic training this week. <laughs> Isn't that insane? How tall are you, Private? Sir, five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. It's crazy. I always think about that MASH episode where they, uh, where BJ enters and he's like, you know, we first we had to go two weeks in basic training, just a bunch of doctors falling all over. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I guess they have to. I guess everyone has to do basic training, even a dentist. Isn't that insane? You never know when it's going to come down to it, when the whole platoon dies and she's the last one left. And she's, all oh. she's got is her Bowie knife and she has to take out 24 enemy combatants. <laughs> oh, that's uh, pretty cool. But anyway, so here's the thing, Alon. I guess uh, I think we mentioned it, but now I have to officially apologize. You called me. Two months ago, when the Knicks were playing and the Billy Joel concert was moved from Saturday to Tuesday, and you're like, let's go. What if, what if, I bet you can get cheap tickets, which you were able to see online. Come on, they're really cheap. Let's go. And I was just being a, an idiot. I wasn't doing anything. And I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. And you're like, but what if he plays something? And I'm like, he's not going to play. Alon, grow up. The guy's finished. He doesn't give a shit about us. And then all of a sudden he plays Los Angelinos, your favorite song for the first time in 41 years, right? Wasn't it 41? That's right. <laughs> Can't forget that one. Yeah. And I thought when you called me, you were joking and you were just trying to make me feel bad, uh, but you weren't joking. And then, I mean, how crazy is it? Then he goes nuts. It says, well, if this worked, let me try some others. I mean, I just can't believe those girls were at that concert where he just went. So wait, has there been a concert since we've had the girls on the podcast? The women? No, that was the last residency one so far. So we, we don't know if he's going to keep it up. Right. That was in May. So right, this so one's he did coming it up in June. Right. Two times in a row. Maybe it just becomes like a thing because maybe the band likes playing it. You know, it's maybe we need to go in June again. But they, that would, what a bummer that would be. We get tickets. We pay a lot of money. And then he just goes back to the same show. We're just like, he's just doing yeah. it to, to fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those guys. They keep making one of, one of fun of me eating and my fingers. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to screw them real good. I know they're coming this June. <laughs> So I'm looking at what he's played recently. He was in Nashville with Stevie Nicks recently. That's the only show he's had since then. And he did not play it there, but that's also where he's doing a slightly smaller playlist. So he's not going to throw in the rare stuff. 
I can't believe he's doing other shows besides the residency. It's weird. I mean, he can't helicopter to those shows. I mean, where where did he get all this get up and go all of a sudden? Only because it's with Stevie Nicks, who just turned 75. So she's a little wow. older than him. I'm not going to lie to you, Alan. I'm in my 50s and my get up and go kind of came and went. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's lyrics in a song also. What song is that? I don't know. I just got it from the Brady Bunch. Alice used to say stuff like that all the time. My two-way back just went three ways. (laughs) She was a real... She was a mess. She was a hot mess. Yes, that's a good way to describe her. (laughs) So at that Nashville show that Billy just did with Stevie Nicks, he played another rarity. Do you want to guess what rare song that is? Remember, he's in Nashville. I was going to say stop in Nevada, but that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Ain't No Crime? Nope. Think country uh, music, Billy Joel. Yeah. Billy, no, no, he plays Billy the Kid sometimes. Um, country music. I'm not thinking. Is it something off Street Life Serenade? No, it's a later song. A later. Oh God, he played Shameless. He played Shameless. What a dick. Ugh. <laughs> and he played it the country way. That he played actually the Garth Brooks version. Well, I don't know. I didn't listen to the tape. I don't. I don't really want to oh. listen to the tape. He probably played the Garth Brooks version. Isn't that hilarious? I wonder if Hall and Oates, like we said when we were using that as an example, that Paul Young took their song every time you go. I wonder if they do the Paul Young version now because it's so much better well known if they were to do that song. That's what I would do. I mean, if I was Billy Joel, I'd probably, although that song was kind of successful before Garth Brooks did it. But if you're in Nashville, like you say, why wouldn't you do his Garth Brooks version? That's just hilarious. Actually, so I'm looking at the Setlist FM thing, and it says that the intro to Shameless was The Wind Cries Mary, which is a Jimi Hendrix song. And remember, Shameless was like Billy Joel's Jimi Hendrix ode oh. originally. So he probably played his original version. Interesting. Interesting. I'm glad I wasn't there for that. I've been very upset. I never want to hear that song. Ever. And speaking of the V's, he opened Vienna with an intro of The Ballad of Davy Crockett. Oh. I don't know how that goes together. Well, I guess they're just pioneer songs. That's the, the only... song that goes, Davy, Davy Crockett. King of the Wild Frontier. I believe so. I think and then that's... from that to... Doo-doo, yeah, I guess. I guess it's like opening with like Rawhide or something like that, which he would be better off doing because it's right out of the Blues Brothers, too. So <laughs> and then you have to go yeah, to Stand By Your Man if you're going to do Rawhide. So You must. I wonder if he did. Oh, no, that would have been before. I wonder if he'll do a Tina Turner song next month. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Probably like Proud Mary. Yeah, probably. Probably in the middle of uh, River Dreams. Ugh. Yeah. And that's the worst song to do. She has so much, so many better songs. And he's already been doing Tina Turner in between River of Dreams because they often do River Deep Mountain High. Oh, right. Right. So they've already oh. been doing that. So I don't know that he would. I feel like he might do a little bit more, though. It's just it's not going to just be. the. Oh, usual. that's right. So they're, oh, so he's definitely going to acknowledge that if they've been doing that's right. I forgot they've been doing that song and that's their song, too. So, yeah, if he's doing that, they're definitely doing a uh, tribute. Absolutely. You know, there's going to be someone at the concert if he does just do River Deep Mountain High. Someone who has never been there is going to be like, it's a Tina Turner tribute. And then someone who's been there like 40 times is going to say he always does this. <laughs> right. Not special. Like- like when my niece was there and I told her to listen for people like he never does this. <laughs> like that was the best. 
those three girls were so funny. I'm so glad we had them on. That I, I listening back, it was entertaining in the sense of the, you know listening to people that have never been to a Billy Joel concert and they they thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if they'd ever go back. I don't know whether it means they're going to ever listen to Billy Joel again, but it was fun talking to people that have never been to a concert before like this. Yeah, and to hear them describe Billy Joel as a cute old man. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> that really funny. Yeah, that's why I thought maybe Desi and I, maybe it would work out. <laughs> <laughs> you have instagram stuff for us on our one song or perhaps yeah we got a lot of comments on uh, on vienna and also on the interview yeah uh so the first thing on vienna al italian stallion al was surprised that both of us didn't like the song more i mean look we both love the song we just didn't put it very high in our lists well i liked it i like it more now i'm getting more into it now but yeah at first yeah yeah, I mean, when I heard that, like, the fan rankings put it at number two, I, I was shocked that it was that high. But I get it. But Al said we should listen to it with headphones in a quiet space or in a park and feel it. It's amazing. And he said in 1987, Philadelphia, he was 18 years old. It was his first Billy Joel show. And it was the first time that music made him cry. And it was this song. Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. That's a great idea. Like headphones in a park. That could work. That could totally work. Although that could work with any song. <laughs> yeah but i guess because it's like with this one you feel like you're in a park pretend that you're in a park in vienna and yeah you're really like right. oh, yeah yeah i'm here and also you're see, looking at old people now the question is and i took a picture of this the other day for my podcast there's a small park on the edge of the 59th street bridge the nerve of them calling it a park is pathetic but it is a park with benches but the cars are going in and out would it work there no it's got to be tranquil we need at least 20 trees well, there, there could be about 20. Well, there's probably about five. What you need <laughs> is an old lady sweeping. You have to have that. Yeah. All right. Our next comment came from our friend Kat down in Chile. And she said, just because I'm Gen Z doesn't mean I've been waiting for this song. She said, I mean, I have been waiting for it, but it's not because I'm Gen Z. I think it is. Well, no, she's special. Too. She's special, though. She does like older stuff. But we know for a fact the 13 going on 30 made this different that's why all those girls just said they're the exact right age for that and they're like oh man he didn't play the one song we came to hear (laughs) which is hilarious he plays that every night speaking of 13 going on 30 calipay 77 said that they had the opposite reaction as you to that movie they loved the use of the song in the movie it reminded them how good the song was i understand that i understand that most people wouldn't think that was bad there was i don't know what it was about me i think it was just that going back home with the parents i i i it's you know that's a dave juskow thing i i get how it would probably work for others it's all personal sometimes we there's certain songs where when i hear it it brings me right back to whatever movie or tv show i, I heard it in and that well, of course the experience. And, and, and i told you the problem with that stupid taxi episode which totally ruined it for me i'm like i know i'm gonna end up like alex rieger I'm going to be a cab driver. I'm going to have no money. I mean, all right. So I didn't become a cab driver. The rest is all completely cor- correct. <laughs> yeah. And you don't even like riding in cabs. So you really tried to avoid that. I, re- I hate it. And we have a good comment from 555 LKM who said that their Gen Z son turned this song on during a car ride and said, have you ever heard of this song? <laughs> so then 
this guy surprised his son by singing along to every single word. Wow. That's cool. No, I never heard it, but let me sing the lyrics for you. How dare you ask that question? Let me just try to give it a, I'll just try. Maybe I can just make it. He was going to turn around and punch him in the face. Five, five, five LKM also said, are you guys seriously doing a V wrap up? You don't want this to end. Do you? That's exactly right. I guess he doesn't understand how our show works and what sticklers we are for. What what would you call it? Analness? <laughs> Completionist. And yeah, it's like if we did this for every other letter, we have to do it for this letter. If the album wrap up for the bridge was two parts, then you better believe that the stranger's got to be at least three parts. It, exa- right. We, we had to do it that way. There was no we had to make that special. We had and to. It was easy. It was easy. I could have made that four parts. And just so you guys know, Dave did the scheduling. He looked forward into the future. And we have about another year of this going. It's true. Barring any other surprise episodes. Yeah, guys, I couldn't even believe it. I was going ahead with the scheduling. And I'm like, Alon, you're not going to believe this. And I'm not exactly sure how, since we're on the W's already. Uh, but we have another year of podcasting to do. Like, it goes until April 2024. I don't understand it. Yeah, and we know you guys want to get to Zanzibar, but you also want to see all these other episodes. We're giving you lots of bonus content here. I know it's slow, but, you know, it's worth it, I think. Yeah, it's all going to work out. Stick with us. Yeah. The last comment on Vienna, I think, sums up what a lot of people think. B. Goldman 324 just said, best song ever written. I suppose people could make a case for that. They can. Now, three people who also would probably agree with that in terms of Billy Joel's catalog are the girls that we interviewed. Yeah, they were hoping for Vienna. They didn't get it. He did not play it that night. No, he. But just overall, played all the other great songs <laughs> we've ever wanted to hear, all for Lane. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. But despite their disappointment, they seem to love the show, like you, like we just talked about, and our uh, listeners like hearing their perspective as well. We got oh, some really terrific. nice comments about it. I wasn't sure. Bu two believe said, "Really love the interviews. Hope you guys keep it coming." Good. Good. Steve J. Johnson said that when you played for the girls that little clip of Los Angelinos to make sure that they could know what the song was, (laughs) he said you skipped right over the important part of the song when he actually says Los Angelinos. Oh, did I? I didn't even notice. (laughs) Top quality stuff, Juskow. Oh, sorry. But then he said, great episode with an exclamation point. I I could tell they were not loving it. So I just moved on. I mean, we saw their faces and they're like, what the hell song is this? This is Alon's favorite song. Confusion. <laughs> They're like, it sounds like a Rod Stewart song. I don't get it. Calipay 77 said, Dave, you got to go see Pentatonics. They will not disappoint. Oh, well, I didn't think they would disappoint. I just don't want to see them until Christmas time. I don't think seeing them in the summer would be. Well, maybe it would be. I don't know. Where do you even see them? I have no idea. Nick R. Good said that they saw the set list posted on Instagram that night of that crazy show and their jaw hit the floor. He said, I would love to see him do those songs. And those girls didn't even appreciate it. Life is so unfair. Here's hoping that he keeps it up. Oh, my God. So did ours. That I thought you were scamming me. I think you the, when you were texting me all this stuff, like one after the other. Oh, my God, he's doing this. I thought for sure you were playing a practical joke on me. And until you said, no, you can go to setlist.com and they have, which I, it was another thing I couldn't believe. They have it like grayed out until it's definitely finished. And then it's you know, in black or bold. Yeah, there's, there's always someone there at the concert, I guess, who's like uploading as each song comes in. They're like, oh, then he did this song. 
So it keeps going song by song. It gets added. So you can keep refreshing every five minutes. And you're like, oh, now I know what's what's happening it, live. It really felt like a joke on us, right? I mean, it was insane. Well, it was a double thing because first there was the first show that we were going to go to that you mentioned right. where it was cheap because the show got moved. It was like $20 tickets. We didn't go. And then he plays Los Angelinos. And that was disappointing. And then this show that the girls went to was the one that was like a week later. And there was no way he was going to play that song again. He did it. It was like a one-off thing. And then he played that and then all these other ones too. So then that, again, it was like now it's twice in a row that he's played really interesting set lists. And I think he played Los Angelinos first. So we're just like, oh, well, whatever. He played that last week. But then I still made me feel bad because I felt bad for not going out that night where you said to be impulsive. And then the the hits just kept coming. It was sick. Yeah. Well, by hits, we mean the non-hits. The non-hits, right. What we want to hear. And we got a comment from someone else who was at that May 5th show with the girls. What a mensch said the show was amazing. My wife and I went with friends who had never seen Billy live and didn't know his songs as well uh. as a nut job like me. And they were blown away. He noticed in this, this part of the comment, I don't understand. He says, I noticed that Billy no longer uses the politically incorrect line in don't ask me why. I don't know what he's talking about. And I listened to the live version from that show. And also from a few years ago to see if there was ever a politically incorrect line that was in it. And I don't hear anything. So I don't know. Maybe what a mensch is talking about a different song. Maybe he uses the term China man. He just throws that in for some reason. Yeah, that must be it. <laughs> when he's describing the servants at your grand hotel, he yeah. puts an ethnicity in there for some reason. <laughs> oh, the Guatemalan servants at your grand hotel. <laughs> so anyway what a mensch let us know what you're talking about with the politically incorrect line because we yes, love please. to hear those kind of things yeah so the stranger wrap-ups were a lot of fun and we got some really cool comments on that uh first thing i'll say my own comment is i love that intro that you put where it was like that old 70s like <laughs> it's the stranger album wrap-up on billy joel a to z Fields in Yarnell. Yeah. <laughs> so who did you have do that voiceover? Uh, that's my friend, Mike Sodder. He is a, a D, he's the station manager at WYEP in Pittsburgh. And he's also a DJ. W, yeah. yeah. And he's also a DJ. And he also does like a, an alternative rock Friday night show. He's like really knowledgeable about the Beatles and a bunch of other music. So he's really good at creating that kind of stuff. And then I found the Frank Sinatra, Don't Go Changing. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this fits in perfectly. But yeah, it's just I'm remembering those old 70s shows where they just had a lineup of where who invented that. It's like, although we're making fun in the 70s, they used to have and the cast of Rhoda Shields and Yarnell. I mean, it's like this was for real. <laughs> I mean, it's like these lineup like the, all you have to do is watch the Paul Lynn Halloween special and then you'll know. Because the Paul Lynn Halloween special has the weirdest, including Kiss, two songs from the band Kiss, and the Paul Lynn Halloween special. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Will be. It's the Paul Lynn Halloween special, starring Paul Lynn, with Paul's special guest, Tim Conway. Roz, Pinky, Tuscadero, Kelly, Margaret Hamilton, Billy Hayes, Billy Barty, special guest star, Florence Henderson, 
a special appearance by Betty White, and a rock and roll explosion, Kiss. And now, the Paul Lynn Halloween Special. All you need to do is see that opening, and then you know what we were going for. And I think Mike did it perfectly, and I'm glad you liked it because I loved it too. I wish we could do that with every episode, but it seemed perfect. And like, and the music of Paul Lauren. <laughs> you know, what was the thing with you, Dave Jusko, and the rankings? And the rankings, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know what to do with myself. Like <laughs> comedian Alan Altman. <laughs> we just changed Jeff Altman for Alan Altman. Perfect. <laughs> David A. Kaplan said, Shields and Yarnell, if only those two had an audio-only podcast. There you go. <laughs> There's a guy that gets it. <laughs> Who are Shields and Yarnell? They were like a, a mime, to, like a, a pair, a duo. And they would do like, you know, improv mime stuff. They, oh, they were, okay. So now I get it. Audio-only. Oh, they were they huge would... in the 70s. That's and funny. You could watch them a hundred times and not know why. <laughs> why, how they got big. I think they were married. I don't know. Maybe they were brother and sister. Who the fuck knows? I got that when you said they were on every 70s special that there was. Mm-hmm. You mentioned in the episode that in your house, all you listened to was a chorus line 24 7. And Steve J. Johnson did a little raised hand emoji and said, hashtag me too. Oh, yeah. Hey, it was great. <laughs> because it was different than all the other stuff we had ever heard growing up, you know, the pajama game and all these stuff from the fifties that just sounded stupid, which we didn't hate, but chorus line changed everything. The The music was a little more rocking and it was more sexual and more entertaining than most of the stuff we had ever heard, like Oklahoma, you know? Yeah. Not a very sexual musical. <laughs> no, no, it's not. And it's stupid. And chorus line rules. So you played that audio clip of that uh, guy, the homeless guy playing piano. Oh, yeah. And um, Dave Nelson 3 said, I think this is sarcastic, but I can't tell. He said, thank you for revealing the titles of the two songs the homeless guy was playing. I listened to the first clip five times and couldn't identify it. I did get to listen to that lady's story over and over, which was nice. Well, see, that's the thing. You mentioned the lady's story, and I never heard any of that the entire time because I was concentrated. So it's it's how you're... It's like one of those things like where you see a dress that's blue and you see it as white. I, I think that's where it is for people. Like some people will only hear the background noise like you did. And I was completely focused on just the piano. And you really have to train your brain to do either one. So that's yeah, why he that's was, what it I, is. He'll go back and listen for the songs because now he was just focused on this lady's story, which I still cannot hear. It sounded like some inside information. I think we got to. It's all the first time you hear it that you can only and it's very difficult to retrain your brain to hear i can't hear that lady's story i mean i would have to play it a dozen times to hear it i've still never heard it i know it exists i know you said it i've tried to listen to it i i'm not getting it well here's what it is because we know from you that you're more of a person who hears like the melody of a song but not really the lyrics you're not really focused on lyrics and this is what this is she's the lyrics and this homeless guy is the melody and all you hear is the music and i'm hearing the words oh that makes sense you're right well folks that wraps up our v song wrap up part one just kidding (laughs) 
Coming up next, very exciting. The next song we do is Billy Joel's third and final number one, the huge hit that Dave Jeskow loves to talk about, the best list song ever written, We Didn't Start the Fire. And we've also got a whole bunch of other W songs that Dave's never heard and a bunch of album wrap-ups. So W's are going to be really fun and rich and awesome. So thank you guys for tuning in for all these episodes and looking forward to all this great stuff to come. I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. From all of our soul, way down to Zanzibar, it's still rock and roll, though we don't play no guitar. You rank them high, rank them low, you may be right, big man on Mulberry Street, here on Billy Joel A to Z.